Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior. And in it, we have a leadership model, Charge, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so thrilled to have Julie Newmark as our very special guest. Julie is a former touring artist who earned her marketing credentials by marketing her band to A&R professionals, which resulted in a record deal. Ten years later, she turned to marketing full-time for SaaS and AI startups and eventually became head of content and event marketing at YP.com, also known as Yellow Pages. In 2017, YP.com was acquired, and Julie decided to go back to her entrepreneurial roots and help businesses with their marketing strategy as an independent consultant. In 2019, she joined forces with her colleague and friend, Holly Boyer, as a partner in their marketing services agency, Media and Marketing Minds, M3. So Julie, we always like to start our podcast by asking, what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Well, first of all, I just want to say hello, ladies, and I'm so, so excited to be on your podcast. I've been listening and um, really, really happy that you decided to have me. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so my um, my go to inspiration, I would have to say, um, lately it's been I discovered Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast, um, and I'm a longtime Brene Brown fan. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Brene Brown? Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's she's fabulous. Um, I've been following her for a long time, but I hadn't really heard of this podcast until I was looking around and. Man, I am hooked now. Um, I, I just recently listened to an episode um, where she was interviewing her friend, Simon Sinek, um, who I'm also a big fan of in his new book, Infinite Mindset. And I just feel like whether it's that particular podcast, which was super inspiring to me, um, just how we how we live, um, we try to play this this finite game in life that's really so infinite. Or you know her uh, in interviewing Barack Obama. I mean, there's no shortage of aha moments and inspiration that I find without even trying. Um, sort of uh, rub off on me in my own day to day. Well, thank you, Julie, and we're so excited that you're here. So back at you. Thank um, you. What were some of the? I love to ask people this. What are some of the kind of top aha moments you've had, or things that really have maybe? change the way you approach things since listening to the Dare to Leave podcast? Yeah, I'll go back to the the one that I most recently listened to, the Simon Sinek one. Um, <clears throat> it was it was this whole idea of 
a finite mindset versus an infinite mindset. And, you know, I'm listening to him talk about that and and I'll explain it a little bit. So this finite mindset is all about the short-term goals. Think about like a basketball game or a lot of sports really are finite. They, you know, there's a win or lose and there's a beginning and an end. Um, This idea of trying to live a finite mindset in business is kind of laughable, but we all do it. I mean, so many of us do it. So many corporations do it. You got to win. You got to win. You got to beat your competitors. And when Simon started talking about, you know, you know, if you start to look at business more with an infinite mindset, it's more of the long term. It's more of the mission and the vision. And it's more about the play than it's a, about the win or lose. Um, so that was just like, whoa. <laughs> I, I love that. And yet what's interesting to me is, especially because I, I've worked at public companies where even if you wanted to be long-term, you have to get on a phone call with Wall Street every three months and give your, and give your short-term and they get very upset when you don't hit your short-term numbers. They want you to be long-term, but they reward short-term. So how, dif- how difficult it is to kind of change that mindset too, because we get so rewarded in life and in business for being finite. It's literally like you plucked a part of the podcast out when you said that. They specifically were talking about Wall Street and they were talking oh. about how it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so true. You're right yeah. on. I mean, it's so seductive and we all fall prey to it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, who doesn't want to feel good and feel like, mm-hmm. you know, job well done? Yeah. And who doesn't want to get more immediate gratification too? So that long play is, you know, we're getting less and less, one of my favorite uh, numbers, and I hope I get this right. It's, I think it was a fish, a goldfish used to have like, or it had nine seconds of attention span and a human had like 12 seconds, but we've actually now in the recent years have gone under the goldfish. So we can only hold attention for like seven seconds. So shorter than a goldfish. Oh, that is not and, good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that also, right. So not only are our brains kind of being a, a bit rewired for immediate gratification, but culture also wants us to have this immediate gratification. So to do that work for long term is difficult. Yeah. So have you tried to say to yourself, how do I become more infinite in my timeline? Like, have you kind of reflected or is it too soon? You just like, ah, I just listened. Calm down. You know, well, yes, both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd love to say, and look at what I did because yeah. of that. No, I, <laughs> there's no results yet. I'm still like marinating and um, I definitely think about it on, on walks with my dog. I think about it, you know, as in doing mundane tasks. And um, I'm really, I really am sort of keen on figuring out how I can apply it to, um, I don't even want to separate my business from my life because mm-hmm. I feel like it's all it's all me and I'd like to have consistency across the board of adapting that infinite mindset. Mm. And wouldn't that be the more we have that balance and consistency, I, I think with business and our personal life, the happier we are, the Absolutely. more congruous it is. And then you don't have these shocks to the system where you have to be one way at work and then a completely different way at home it becomes more difficult, I think, to live that way. 100%. So, oh, well, thank you. See, this is Kelly and I always feel like, oh my God, we could almost add the podcast just with this. We're like, oh, this is so great. And then we still have, <laughs> we still have the big question, my friend, which is, what is the decision that you made that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities that you used to help you make that decision? 
I love how you ladies have like such a, it's such a light question. You know. <laughs> I know, right? It's very easy. It's, it, wouldn't it be horrible if we didn't prepare people at all too? Yeah. Like if we just told people, you know, just come, just come, just don't worry about it. We'll just ask a few lighthearted, fun, no deep, no, like, don't worry about it. And then we would throw this on them. That would wow. actually be kind of fun. To I, I know. To I kind of think you should try it. <laughs> Those would be the after dark recharge right. life or something, right? <laughs> recharge really, after dark. Recharge after dark. Oh, I like that. See, I this like is why that. I know you're a marketing person. You and I are already like, how could we brand this new podcast? Exactly. All right. Yes. We like to ask uh, very light and uh, meaningly, meaningless questions on this <laughs> podcast. So what you got, yeah. Julie? <laughs> so, all right. Here it is. Um, no, this was actually uh, – this was a pretty easy – it, it, not easy. It it sort of came to me right away. It's like there was no other answer. I can't try to make a different answer than this because for me, um, I grew up a, a, an actress as a kid and then um, did a little bit of that as an adult and then really dove headfirst into music. And I, I, I'm a songwriter um, uh, and, and I used to actually pursue that as a career. So um, singer-songwriter, toured with my band and um, had the had the pleasure of, of doing that for about seven years. And it really was a pleasure um, because while, you know, during, <laughs> during the harder years when it was, you know, me and three guys in a van and, you know, a different hotel room every night. And yes, we were all sharing one room. Um, it was not glamorous. That's another it, podcast, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> whole other podcast. Yeah. It was still a really awesome experience. And it led to um, a, a moment that was really, really freaking exciting exciting for me, which was actually getting signed. And I will tell you both, when that happened, I thought, oh, like the light sort of shone down and the angels sang. And I was like, oh, I made it. This is it. This is it now. I got this. And that lasted about a year and a half, mm. which, you know, was not nearly what I was hoping for. No. Um, yeah. And it, and it, it really, it came, it all came crashing down at once. Um, I got in a, a huge, uh, a huge lawsuit fight with my manager oh. and uh, the band broke up and the label was like, whoa, we don't want anything to do with this mess. Um, so, so I was dropped and I, I looked around and here I am in my, my, mid, my yeah, late thirties at the time. And I thought, you know, well, what do I do now? Do I just like start over? And the idea of starting over was, uh, it was so, it wasn't even an option for me. Um, yet I didn't know what I was going to do. And I had come from this, such a high place. My dreams were being realized to just nothing. Um, and it was a very humbling experience. Mm. So yeah. I, did I answer the question? Or I'd only half think, answer the question. Well, I think so. So what? So what is the decision? Because it's uh, interesting. Because mm -hmm. what I heard is, you know, this. When were you? You said all this happened in the late thirties, or when yeah. you got signed? Were you like mid thirties, or still late thirties? Like, yeah, I was. I was. I was mid thirties when I got signed, and okay. late thirties when this. So oh, you weren't the, the the young, like 20-ish year old mm -hmm. with stars in her eyes. Like you're a little more mature to be like, okay, this is amazing. I got signed. Holy smoke. This mm -hmm. is this is what's gonna change my life forever. 
Mm-hmm. And then a year and a half later, you're like, well, it changed, but not quite the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not quite the way I thought. And so I guess, so that was kind of done. I don't want to say it was done to you, but like what what was the big decision in maybe what to to step away from it? Because maybe you could have kept fighting, right? Nope. Right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in uh in music no matter what. I, I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm gonna restart my band. I'm gonna find another manager. Like you could have, it sounds like gone that way, but mm-hmm. then you're like, no, I'm gonna start over, but I still don't know what to do. And you know, you had to there's two things, Julie. There's the one, how did you wrestle with the one question I have is how'd you wrestle with that was your dream? Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's gone. And then how did you decide to, you know, how did you manage that? And then the other question then is what did you decide to do and how to start over? Yeah. So yeah, the the part it was soul crushing. I mean, it was yeah. my it was my dream and it was more than that, it was my identity. Um, I didn't know who I was. Mm. And there I am at 37, and all of my college friends are really well into their careers, working their way up the ladder, and I (laughs) all of a sudden have no idea who I am. Um, And that was a really scary place to be. And so I think that that sort of leads into my decision um, to not go back and try to start a band again and and find a manager. It didn't I can't really explain it. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like but I also didn't know what was right. So, um I I was in a place where uh I I knew I needed to do something and and the most logical thing um was because I had experience in marketing and I also had a dear friend who happened to be pretty high up in in one of the studios uh, come to me and say, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna bring you in for six months, and you're gonna get to just be in the marketing department here and observe everything. I'm gonna pay you. Mm-hmm. You'll be a project manager, and um, it was it was a blessing, um, but." I will tell you that the word, the 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 charge uh, mm-hmm. quality that really stands out to me here, and I think I, I think I needed it was humility. Um, I, I had so much humility from sort of falling from this place where I definitely had, you know. You know, I was, I was, I was doing it. I was living my dream. I was like Julie Newmark. <laughs> you know, it's like we all need to be smacked in the face every so often. And, um, you know, but I carried that with me because all of a sudden here I am in this, you know, huge studio environment with all these very fancy, important, smart people. And I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. No idea what I'm doing. And I, I was able to, I think this is probably my turning point in the whole story here, the question. Um, I was able to get out of my own way and stopping being insecure about it and use the opportunity to ask questions, to you know, listen to some of these people that did have experience and um, you know, to take, take this opportunity that I was being given. Wow is the first thing. I just have a wow. And, but because I know, I know quite a few people who listen to the podcast and there's, you know, this whole thing, you mentioned it, this was my identity. And so I think, so I, if you don't mind, I want, I want to go back to how you kind of 
got out of that? Because I think there's a lot of people, especially now, maybe they've lost their job with COVID. Um, people get reduced regardless of COVID too, or just things don't work out the way they think, right? I have a path. I have a dream. I'm going to be vice president. I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be a, a musician, whatever. Um, how did you manage yourself? How did you kind of go, this isn't who I am. I'm still Julie Newmark, but I don't have to be a singer and a songwriter anymore. How did, how was that kind of that part of the journey for you? A lot of therapy. Mm, mm -hmm. And that's no joke. Um, It's, it, it, it was, um, it was so important. It was so important. And I think it was important because um, I also did a lot of work around it. You know, I had to be willing to look in the mirror and see uh, myself and and see that, um, and it, it wasn't fast <laughs> and it wasn't without a lot of mistakes and a lot of pain, mm-hmm. um, but to realize that you know, this had been my identity and that I had leaned so much on external approval. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's as literal as applause from an audience or just, you know, being so used to that building up my self-esteem that I really didn't have any, uh, sense of self from the inside out. And that was my job really, you know, kind of in, in parallel with, with really learning um, marketing, uh, it was to to learn how to you know come from the inside with my belief in myself. Mm. I first of all, thank you for being so vulnerable and telling us about that because I think you know we, we were earlier before we started recording talked about. Um, uh, uh, well, we just talked about during the recording. See how quickly I forgot that I thought this was before. <laughs> the re- we talked about the goldfish and not having an attention span. This is beautiful. You're welcome, audience, for giving you a perfect example of that. Um, but that immediate gratification, I think sometimes even listening to our podcast, some of the stories are, and I came out and this happened and I you know, changed my job and this happened. And it almost seems somewhat linear and easy. And I really appreciate you saying it was really hard. I had to untangle a lot of stuff. I had to look in the mirror. I had to see myself. It wasn't fast and it was painful. And these things, when you do make a decision in your life, it's not sometimes a very easy thing. And it requires a lot of work on your part and to get that self-awareness and that humility. And so I really appreciate you being vulnerable and, and, and sharing that with us. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, th- one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is, um, you know, there's such a tendency, especially when I was, you know, teenager in my 20s, you don't want anybody to know anything like that about you because, yes. oh my God, you're the only one experiencing mm-hmm. it. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> everybody's going through it. So I just feel like it helps to share. I think it really does help to share. And I know uh, we were sharing something. Now, this is something we really were sharing before we recorded. um, And we shared some vulnerable uh, parts of our lives. And then you realize, oh, I'm not the only one. And I think especially as women, sometimes we don't share some of those things. And um, it's really important to let people know that you've been through these because you go, oh, my God, Julie went through it. I think I can do it, too. Like there's others out there. So it's really helpful. And so that humility that you're talking about and how it really, what I love is you parlayed this into, okay, I'm going to be at a studio. I am certainly not the young intern in marketing right now. 
Um, and I think there's a show called Younger or something with the older intern. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you. I was like, oh my God, I just saw the picture of Julie. You're like, and all these yep. young people. You're like, good thing I look so good though. Um, <laughs> I said that, not Julie. Okay. So, uh, so now you have to really talk about humility. Now you're like, I have to reboot my career at, in my late thirties. I'm surrounded in marketing, which is not, tends to be a young person's type game. And so what are some of the other lessons that you learned in kind of changing and going to the studio and, and pivoting to marketing? Oh gosh, I learned so much. Um, you know, and that feels like it was light years ago, but in reality it really wasn't. Um, you know, that was that was something else that I had to sort of come to terms with. I I was very insecure about um how I hadn't been quote unquote unquote in marketing mm-hmm. for as long as, you know, as I started really diving in and 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 um working at different companies. Never wanted anyone to really see my resume or know how long, you know, that I, oh, I'd just been an artist for all that time. Oh, what, what cred do I have? And I would hide it. I would talk around it until one day it finally dawned on me that, you know, the experience that I got during that time as a musician, what, it wasn't any less than mm-hmm. what someone in the corporate world got. It was just different. So um, that, that, was, that was a big lesson that, you know, was learned Certainly not in my six months at the studio, but you know it 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 was over time. Um, one small thing I learned is that I didn't want to work in entertainment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was pretty fast figuring it out, but I'm so eternally grateful to my friend for bringing me in. Um, and uh, you know i I feel like um, a lot of what I learned actually, leading a band and and booking shows and kind of having to deal with that world really did translate mm-hmm. over quite nicely to the corporate world um, as far as just the politics of things and um, and and just I don't I don't know I feel like I'm all over all over the map here but Mm-mm. I mean it's, it's something something else that I I'm just recalling a moment um, in in my time in um, the corporate world that there was this I'm sure you both have seen this where you know something didn't go right and the you know head of the department that it didn't go right in is trying to figure out who who made this mistake uh-huh. and there's this thread going around and everyone's trying to like pass the buck and. It, it actually was me. And I, I saw this going on back and forth. And I said, hey, guys, this was me. I messed this up. I'm really mm. sorry. You know, here's what happened and it'll never happen again. Mm. And it just ended everything. Yeah. It's like nobody knew what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait, is she not trying to blame someone else and cover yeah. her own ass and just was humble? <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my God. They're like, you can't work here now. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it really was sort of a bizarre like silence after that. But oh, sure. um, yeah, so I feel like it's a, you know, as I look back on that time, it was sort of taking certain things I had learned in my music life that I I sort of dismissed when I when I was like, no, I'm going to be in marketing now, you know, really did translate and help me a lot as I worked my way through this, this new, but not so new world. Yeah. And I think you, you mentioned there are so many skills that translate. And so I think people making any kind of big decision, um, like you are, are changing uh, their career you're right. They could fall into that trap. Like you did is like, nothing matters. I don't have the degree. I don't have a background, but yet people, regardless if you're in a church and a university, a business, a nonprofit, they organize themselves and people tend to do kind of the same things, cover your butt, 
politics, mm-hmm. um, hierarchy. Like, you know, I mean, that mm-hmm. doesn't really change depending on whatever group you're in, but it's still there. And so there's a lot of transferable things. You had to please an audience, which is just like pleasing a client. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to figure out what the audience wanted. You have to figure out what a client wants. So there's lots of transferable skills that probably people don't give themselves credit for sometimes when they make that big shift. So I'm glad you learned some of those transferable skills and saw it that way too. Went, oh, okay. Yeah, I can use some of my music skills in here for marketing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was really such, you know, I've always been kind of a late bloomer in life. And I I feel like I finally came of age, you know, from 37 to present day. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Not a late bloomer. That's when your journey, maybe they're too early. What did I hear? I joked with Kelly. I heard um, a quote on a TV show and uh, the person said, slow down. And the woman said, no, you should catch up to me. So it's all how you look at it, right? Oh, and nice. So, yeah, I like that. And so for you, you're not a late bloomer. Maybe they're too early. How about that? Yeah. You're, just, you're right on time, you're right sister. On time. You're right on time. <laughs> they're way too early. They've blown it. All right. <laughs> what, <laughs> Thank um, you. You're welcome. What are some of the... You've already given us so many actions that I'm like, oh my God, I love this podcast so much. It's just such a wonderful, enlightening lessons for people. Um, and I learned so much too. So thank you. What are some of the other kind of actions besides all the ones we've talked about, um, actions that people could take to help them when they're kind of at this crossroads like you were? Oh yeah. Um, I'd say something that actually, actually something I'm working on right now. Um, and I have been for a little while, um, and let me tell you, it's something that 2020 really let me lean into, mm. is being present. Um, and I, 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 you can say it really fast, and it sounds like, yeah, you've heard that a million times. <laughs> it's nothing like, you know, earth shattering, but try living it like every day. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I finally, I, fi- I think that would have helped a lot back then if I, I, you know, I could have really centered myself and had maybe some more practices around being able to, to help me do that, um, that I'm, I'm trying to develop now. But I, I feel like I've resigned myself to the fact that unless I move off to Tibet and become a monk, <laughs> I'm probably not going to live every moment of every day in a pre- the present moment. And that's okay. Um, but I'm just trying, I'm just striving to, especially when it comes to, you know, I'm on a, a big call with a pitch or, mm-hmm. you know, something that just, I, my automatic is to go out of my body and to just like, you know, check the box with this, the things that feel safe rather than really listening and really being present, which always has a better result. Yes. I love how you said it's the check the box because it's so easy to be like, I have five meetings today. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Right. And so you're thinking of this meeting only because this is the third meeting and the next is the fourth meeting. I get to go through that. And so to your point, you're not going to be a Tibetan monk, which I'm glad you're not because I wouldn't know you. So, uh, but, but even a few times during the day, I'm sure it makes such a difference. And just those couple meetings make a difference. It doesn't have to be overwhelming for people. Just try it. Try it one meeting a day. Try it one, th- talking to your spouse, talking to your sister a, a day, mm-hmm. right? Just once, just try it. I love that one. Thank you. What else you got there, Julie? I know you have more. Uh, gosh. Um, well, I, I will say that that um, 
you know, it's one thing to say that and say, yeah, I'm going to try that in a meeting. I think the other thing that I've sort of realized is, and it's, I think it's different for everyone, but if you can develop some sort of a consistent practice of some sort that puts you in a state of mind that is meditative for you. Now, I have tried meditating. I cannot do it to save my life, but I have found that for me, um, I've been a runner for a long time. And for me, when I run, that puts me in that meditative state mm. and it allows my my mind and body to really feel the most connected and I'm super, super present. Um, so just having that, the other thing for me is writing in my journal every morning when I wake up. And those two things, I guess they give me that sort of centering that um, – you know, even though they're they're individual isolated events, they I feel like they sort of feed into you know meeting number four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, you talked about journaling, which I think we've talked about many times on this podcast before. That Kelly is the journaler. I am mm-hmm. not. That was even hard to say. Um, <laughs> but but yes, no. Kelly is such a tremendous uh, person who journals and is always reflecting. And just making sure she centers herself on what's important and also what to not, not what's not important anymore, right? I wrote it down so I don't have to have it uh, occupy my mind any longer. Yeah. So I know that journaling is really important and I love what you said in that centering. And so I don't know, Kelly, if you, do, when you do your journaling, I know you hate to run. So we're going to skip over that one. Um, I know you're like, no, I don't do that. But the whole being present and centering, I know that the journaling really helps you with that. I'm sure you have some some thoughts. For sure. Absolutely. The journaling definitely helps. And I do like to walk and I have a dog who likes to walk with me. So it's always nice to be able to have that time just where you can unplug and not be around a device to really think about and take stock of the day, either in preparation for the day, if it's a morning walk, or maybe just decompressing from the actions of the previous day. And so I think what I love so much about your story, Julie, is if you were looking for no shortage of drama in corporate, how difficult, <laughs> how, <laughs> how maybe different that is, right? I mean, yeah. going from a band where lots of drama to corporate where there's never any drama ever, oh, right? No. Never. never. Um, it, it definitely, it's a different type of drama, but you're still dealing with people. You're still dealing with people who have different ideas and opinions of how something should be done. And I love the, the ownership that you took to say, I made the mistake because it can be easy, especially when you're in a position like what you were in six months, you know, really, um, given the opportunity, you know, as a more of a favor, um, to somebody, you could have easily just kind of hid in, in the background and not said anything, but you chose to not do that and set a different course for how you were going to be presented and how you were representing yourself and your personal brand. So that's incredibly um, inspirational, I think, to people who've maybe found themselves in those similar positions. Well, I, well thank you for saying that. I just wait, I just have to point out one thing yeah. that you said that like I feel like needs to be highlighted. You were talking about walking with your dog and journaling. And it struck me when I was listening to you that neither one of those things have anything to do with technology, no devices. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, there's something there. And I love technology, but come on, we gotta have a break. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Especially because it can e- it can easily suck you away from what your original intention is. I know half the time I'm ready to write an email and then something comes up on my screen an alert and I look and then all of a sudden I forgot what I was originally going yep. to do. And it frustrates me. So to your point, having a physical journal to write in 
even if it's just a couple of sentences or a few bullet points, that makes all the difference for me because then I'm not distracted by anything else going on. So love that. What would you say, looking back, Julie, on on the, the journey you've had, if you could do anything differently, and maybe you wouldn't, but if you could, would there be anything that you would change? You know, that is so interesting. Um, I don't think I knew you were going to ask that. And um, I, I I recently feel like I heard that same question on another podcast. And it was so interesting to hear the answer because I sort of asked myself at the same time as I was listening. So I know what my answer is. And it's, it's I don't think I could change anything because mm-hmm. I look at where I am right now and not that it's, you know, some, you know, like, look at where I am right now. But <laughs> it's, it's my life and I'm happy. And I just don't know. It's that delicate web. If you move one strand, mm-hmm. what, what what's going to happen to the now? Yep. So I don't think I change anything. And to your point, all the experiences you've had have, a le- have led you to where you are now and the success you've attained. And it's sometimes when we're at our most when we're at our bottom, we've reached that point where we realize, oh my gosh, I'm not sure who I am. I'm really vulnerable. What, how do I, I want to move out of music, but what does that next step look like? It's in those moments that you have sometimes the greatest clarity because you are sort of kind of naked for everyone to see. So you are maybe the most humble and the most willing to learn because what have you got to lose? You know what that, that, that potential would be if you were to try and stick in music or stay with the band, that kind of thing. Hey, where were you when I when I needed you most? In, well, no, in those I mean times? I've been bottom in many areas. So. <laughs> it's and, really well said. <laughs> well, I think it just it just goes to show that everyone everyone has a journey, and their individual journeys lead to the the summation of of where they are today. And without having gone through all those steps, you maybe wouldn't appreciate it how you got to where you are, and meeting Holly, and what great business partners you are together, and um, you know, I know I look up so much of what you're writing because you have a very personable way of approaching marketing, which I find to be really kind of difficult because it's not my favorite thing. Um, but all of those roads have led you to, to where you are. And so I just appreciate you sharing your story and being so vulnerable with us. Well, thank you. Thank you both so much. This has been so much fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are so grateful to have had the opportunity to talk with you. And if you are interested in connecting with Julie, uh, and I think she's given you many reasons why you should feel free to reach out to her on Instagram and Facebook at Media Marketing Minds and on LinkedIn at Julie Newmark. And as always, we will go ahead and post her contact information in the show notes for you so you all have access. Again, Julie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.